This is a Dalina University production. Okay, language learning and technology. Um, it's a relationship that goes back to uh, the 60s and 70s uh, with, the, with the language lab, um, with the teacher or orchestrating the activity uh, of the students. Uh, and maybe you recognize the language lab. Uh, it's still present in many schools, actually. Um, then with the, later on, with the advent of the internet, um, it, it was possible to create online environments that allow synchronous communication. Uh, and then uh, technology has become more and more mobile, um, and the students are getting also more and more independent uh, for their own um, uh, learning trajectory. Uh, and also free from, from the boundaries of time, uh, partially, but uh, especially of uh, space. What is interesting for us here is to, uh, to understand how technology uh, affects our learning trajectories and, and the way uh, we communicate with each other. So then there's nothing new about uh, our, uh, us interacting with different kinds of tools, but it's, it's, it's important to understand how this technology affects our communication and learning trajectories. Okay, uh, Dalian University uh, offers many of its courses online and both all teaching occurs both as synchronous teaching and asynchronous teaching. Our focus mainly on synchronous teaching. So uh, in the settings of the Adobe Connect software which the video conferencing program used in the Högskola Dalarna or Dalarna University settings. Uh, the preliminary findings of this study is based on the observation of the recording. So we recorded 40 hours of language teaching classes, both the two courses, Italian for beginners and Russian for beginners. Uh, we did observations and also they are accompanied by the informal interviews. Uh, the unit of the analysis is the interaction between individuals in synchronous virtual environments occurring in the settings of the Adobe Connect software. Uh, being inside the virtual classroom and only engaging in the multimodal communication to interact in a learning community demands or requires from the participants to adjust to new media, to new artifacts. Uh, this study in general takes an interpretive approach, uh, more specifically social cultural approach, uh, tracing how communication, how technology uh, hinders or facilitate communication between participants. Uh, before I will present the main research question, I would like to say that we apply the Vygotsky concept of mediated activity. Uh, so we say that the tools function is to serve as a conductor of human influence on the object of activity. The object of activity in our study is learning of a new language. It's externally oriented, it must lead to changes in the object. So we will trace what changes occur in the synchronous multimodal environment. Um, the main question of our study is how are power relations between participators, teachers and students, and between students and students, constructed in synchronous online interactions in institutional educational settings. Before we will 
present some results and examples. Uh, I would like to say the limitation of our studies. The main focus was actually on the observations. To make these, the findings more complete, we will continue our work with a further inquiry of the learners and teachers who are learners as well. So the learners' participants will be uh, inquired later by means of interviews and questionnaires. Uh, in our study, we take a dialogical approach on the analysis. Uh, so the concepts of voice and positions help us frame uh, the power shifts uh, in terms of dynamics of positionings and counter-positioning, uh, as well as the study of the positions repertoire of the students and the teachers inside the online environment. So we use the, uh, the concepts of voice and positions rather interchangeably uh, in the study, even though the notion of voice is more in line with uh, our data, as it is intrinsically connected with the use of the language and science. Furthermore, we analytic analytically consider silence as an important feature in the material, in terms of psychological silence, interactive silence and social-cultural silence, drawing on Bruno's work. Uh, when it comes to the transcription uh, method of the recorded material, we used an adaptation of the conventions used in conversation analysis uh, that allows, allow us to attend to the multilingualism and multimodality uh, accorded in, in the online environment. And here we see the, the virtual classroom uh, that could be um, uh, entered uh, through this uh, internet site. Uh, and here we have the virtual classroom. You see that you have a lot of uh, windows or pots that are all open at the same time in your screen. Uh, and the biggest one is, in this case, uh, the whiteboard, but you could have uh, different kind of layouts. Uh, and then you have a pod that uh, displays the images over the webcam. Uh, and then you also have uh, a list of emoticons and other information that the participant may want to share with the rest of the group. And then we have a notepad uh, where the participants uh, easily write or paste part of the documents. And here we have the attendee list with the participant's name and other information, such as when they have their microphone on and so on. And then we have the chat window there. Okay. When observing and, uh, our sessions or sessions of these two courses, and specifically with the specific fo focus on the power relationship, we mentioned or we noticed that the communication character has been changed between teacher and, teach and students and students and students. In educational purpose, uh, their positions are still the same, but what has been changed uh, is settings of the communication. Uh, also, the changes consider competence and the responsibility of participators, competences of the teacher, and I will take a little bit closer discussion on that later. Uh, responsibilities of the students and teachers as well. And here you can see an example from a session from the Russian for Beginners course, um, where they one teacher and seven students who put on their webcams, they used almost all pods here. They use notepad, they use the whiteboard, they use the webcam, uh, they also use this uh, point tool, the green one, uh, 
the one who dominated the whole session mostly it was from the beginning was the teacher and some students were staying quite silent after a while as you can see on the picture the only space which has been left is a chat board and I don't know if you can see, but down in the left corner, it said that one student is typing. So the student who was silent for five, ten minutes become, showed, showed her voice. She started typing, she started to show her position in this classroom. And this would be actually impossible in the face-to-face -face interaction because she would be staying silent there for, for the rest of the class, perhaps because she is shy or doesn't dare to, to, to express her opinion. So here the main focus on the chat board, uh, which is used by a student. Yes, here we, ha we have an example from an um, Italian class, Italian for Beginners. Uh, and they've been uh, in this session for um, about 30 minutes. And then the, the, teachers, the teacher decides that now it's time for the... Um, uh, conversation part, uh, conversation phase uh, to start. So he puts the, um, uh, a document on a whiteboard with some questions that the student have to answer uh, orally. Uh, so the teacher uploads the, um, the document uh, and uh, with the question uh, and he's referring to it using indexes such as it or here. Uh, ecco lo vedete vi apparso, here it is, can you see it, has it appeared? And Anna, and remember this student Anna, uh, she is saying, uh, using the microphone, yes. And another student, that we call Giovanna, uh, she, is, she answered in the chat, also saying yes. Um, so we see that a teacher is dominant here. He has the floor uh, from line 10 to 14. And he is explaining what they should do, and at the end, He's saying, now I silence my microphone and start listening. So he's clearly stating that he turns off his microphone now, uh, does stepping back, uh, taking a more passive position uh, in order to let the students be to begin the, the, the conversation. Uh, and Anna, again, takes the floor immediately using the microphone. Uh, but also her appearance in the camera is important here. Anna is you see her here, she's smiling and she's looking at the camera. I don't know if you can see it, but she's clearly smiling to the other. Uh, and this, and also in other occasions during the, in the material, she's using, she's using the, uh, her image in the, in the webcam uh, with gestures and other facial expressions. So Anna here, she's um, uh, taking a kind of um, more dominant position or a leading position because uh, she is competent in the use of the different modalities. Uh, and also she shows in other examples uh, that she has a broad repertoire, uh, position repertoire, and that allows us, her to make her voice heard. And also she's granted this, uh, this position as well from the other in the group. Uh, our main finding, theoretical findings, is described in this uh, model, teacher-student interaction in online synchronous environment, where we try to uh, place different participants and to explain how technology use 
affect power shifts in the classroom. The main category which has been identified is power shifts, uh, which is um, supported by the technology use. And it mainly depends on who actively use it, who actively use uh, a pod, who actively use this mode. The one who stays silent perhaps is not showing his power so actively or expressively. So by this you have a teacher position and a student position. Why we put the um, uh, highlighted the line between teacher and technology use is because the teacher in these settings from the beginner has a higher technical rights. It has host rights and has some function that student is not uh, available to access. Uh, but in practice it's not always the case. Uh, student in this way can actually change the direction of the classes by, for example, using chatboard, by expressing his or her voice more uh, actively and more, more out to the public. Uh, why we put virtual culture, we see the culture in terms of communication and communication the same as culture. So between teacher, between students, we have a special virtual environment communication which is created by the technology and their participation and how they position themselves. They can position by showing voice, by speaking with a microphone. They can uh, position themselves by using chatbot. They can position themselves by staying silent, actually, so you know where they have the student or a teacher, for example. So they have different tactics how they choose to uh, place themselves in the se virtual settings of their synchronous classroom. And finally, we would like to summarize our conclusions and say that the participator position themselves and are positioned through the use of different tools and modes which are available with the online synchronous settings offered by the applied software. The software can differ. Uh, power is distributed between teachers and students and it depends on who actively uses the tools. Yes. Um so as Olga said, uh, sh the chat is mainly, mainly used by the students uh, where they create their own communication space and where they, they dominate. And uh, the teachers as well as the students' uh, voices uh, become of central importance to gain access and power in these settings uh, where the embodied part uh, of the communication is rather limited and sometimes it's absent. Sometimes the students don't have the webcam on. So we argue that this shifting of, or fluidity of, of students' and teachers' positioning during the meeting is afforded by, by the online environment, by the technology, uh, with its different modes and in different languages available, uh, that allow different opportunities for these participants to make their voice heard. Um, so if our question was to try to understand the power shifts in, in the language uh, classroom, virtual classroom, uh, and we could um, develop this question and make it broader uh, and, uh, and go into a more normative direction for best practices and ask ourselves what is a good dialogue in online synchronous settings uh, in terms of symmetries and asymmetries, a kind of ide ideal dialogue in these kinds of settings. Yes, thank you. Okay, we can open up for some uh, questions.
I was thinking that one of the things with Adobe Connect is that uh, it is very much hierar hierarchical system. The teacher is the host. It is the teacher's room. It is furnished according to the teacher's preferences. The students are not uh, do not participate. They they accept the setting that the teacher has set. One possibility in Adobe Connect is to create breakout groups. Did you look at um, the dialogues and the power, how the power was distributed when the students got their own breakout group and what was going on in there? Because I think that would be interesting to look at. We could go back to the PowerPoint because I have an example of that. Yes, we, we did uh, use um, breakout rooms uh, where the students were just... Uh, maybe two or three students, uh, they had to um, have a conversation for half an hour and they had uh, questions to discuss together. And here we have uh, three students, Ulle, Maria and Nina. And here we see that Ulle and Maria, they are talking to each other uh, rather... Um, they are talking to each other for, for a long time. They have been talking like this for like ten minutes. Uh, and Nina has been quiet. Uh, and they don't, they just use the microphone, so actually it's like a telephone conversation, but this is just the three of them. Uh, and Nina is rather in the background, uh, so Ulle and Maria, they are, they are noticing that Nina is disappearing. So uh, Ulle in line 42, he says, uh, now it's Nina's turn. Uh, yes, exactly. And Maria, she's, she agrees, yes, Nina, come on. Uh, and Nina in line 45 said, yes, I listen with interest. It's interesting. So when they are uh, alone without the teacher and the student, they are taking care of each other. There is no, uh, there is maybe one student who is taking the leading role, but these positions are shifting there as well. Okay. Yes. I can just add also with example we didn't present here that even if a, a teacher has a hierarchical position, uh, a student can still change the topic of the, con of the seminar conversation. Because even if you have a host, right, as a teacher, as a student, you can start another conversation in the chat room. And as a teacher has so many uh, examples, so many posts to take care of, like point tool, webcam, uh, speaking, uh, the students actually can use some pod actively and they can lead the seminar discussion in the other direc direction that it was planned from the beginning. So still there is some positioning. The technology allows actually to change the position between the participants. Thank you. Can you see, say something about the, the relationship? Um, I can stand in front of the camera as well. <laughs> um, something about the relationship between the students and the teacher now that they are, um, they're in there with their names. I mean, uh, people can say, ask questions here in the auditorium and I don't have any names and I can only point and, and say yes you in the blue sweater. Um, is there uh, something to be said about that if there is a tighter relationship or? Yes, in, in general uh, Olga and I have been teaching uh, online for uh, since 2004 so yes, um, indeed, when, when in online courses, the relationship between teacher and students is tighter because they have to somehow um, compensate for the lack of physical presence. And then the, the, the groups, they are not this big. Uh, so of course, um, there is, um, the, the relationship is, is 
quite near, but also uh, in terms of, for example, of the communication, the asynchronous communication. Uh, online students that are taking online courses, they are really um, demanding because they want to. They want you to answer emails or other questions really, really fast. So it's. It's. I would say if we want to make a, a comparison with face-to-face -face, uh, courses, yes, there is. There is a kind of tighter relationship in, com in the communication, yes. We can also add that the teacher becomes an over-mediator of knowledge, not mediator of knowledge, because he or she has uh, to put more preparation times in order to construct the seminar. It uh, takes more time to get feedback to the students, as they are online students, it takes more time. And the student, in his case, needs to take a more higher responsibility for his or her own education. So it's also shifting between how, how teacher's role changes and how student role changes in these uh, environmental settings. Uh, we have also written the paper, so those of you who are interested, we will put here on the table, you can take it later and read. Thank you. Thank you, Olga and Julia.